this is I Speak Nerd coming at you guys with the Wiki team. Um, the what is this? The inaugural podcast for WikiPod, I guess. I don't know. I'm still working on an yeah. intro. Well, come back to me. I can do better. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Excited to be a part of the inaugural podcast for the Wiki team. Thanks for uh, inviting me and including me in this. Yeah, for sure. So I forgot to introduce you right there, but I'm here with Al Riyad today, guys. Um, here bringing you some uh, info from the Wiki team. Um, yep, hey everyone. Been uh, <laughs> part of the Wiki team for a little bit here. Thanks for uh, including me. Yeah, for sure, man. You're a valuable member. I'm glad to have you. Like, uh, how'd you uh, how'd you get started with uh, CoinHunt in the first place? Yeah, so it's actually very interesting. I saw it on, as I'm sure many people playing CoinHunt world. I was uh, very interested in cryptocurrency for a while. Um, back in like 2018, I started investing, and I got really interested with it. Really uh, active in the cryptocurrency subreddit, and I probably saw. Somebody, I definitely saw somebody's Reddit post about Coin Hunt World, and I was like, okay, let me go ahead and give it a download. Uh, fortunately, I gave it a download when I did. I was on iOS, and this was probably back in July. I never really played it too much simply because of the fact that it's difficult to get started, right? There's no um, actual tutorial in game, so I didn't really play anything too much of it. Then I saw it sitting there on my home screen around August, and I stumbled upon the wiki, and that taught me how to play the game, and I started playing, and here we are today. Nice, man. So, like, the wiki's been, like, then sounds like it's been a part of your gameplay and, like, the game for you since, like, the whole time. Oh, absolutely. If it wasn't for the wiki, I would never have given it a second shot, because I turned on the game, and I didn't really know what I was doing. It kind of throws you in there. And it was very fortunate I stumbled upon the wiki, the get started page, where it told you step by step what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, what the premise of the game is. And that really uh, helped put the pieces of the puzzle together where I can start playing the game and making it a fun experience. And the Discord. Once I finally built my HQ, I saw that chat thing and I was like, oh, let me click it. And threw me in the Discord and the community has been fantastic answered all my questions so i'm just hoping to be able to pay it forward yeah the community is awesome it's like my favorite part uh well i don't know favorite part i mean i came for the crypto originally i'll be honest but like i, I love the community Absolutely. what's that saying came for the crypto stayed for the community something like that 100 percent really <laughs> uh cool man cool like so you start, you joined the wiki team like you mentioned wanting to uh to give back like kind of how I guess get back some of that like what you gained from the wiki in the start but like what how, how would you like describe what you do at the wiki now so it's really interesting i started off i got my i saw the wiki pages for actual members and i first initially i really wanted a wiki page so i actually photoshopped the page of myself in the wiki and it's funny <laughs> i got the date wrong by a full decade <laughs> i said 2011 for the date instead of 2021 but marlov uh took some interest in that and made me my page and uh what actually got me started actually contributing was um one day I decided to actually track my box um, statistics, like what I get back from the boxes, keys, paint, resin, etc. And I remember I posted it, I think at this time it was in the Hunter's Lodge. I posted my Google Forms 
and I didn't get a lot of positive feedback. People were like, oh, you expect us to fill this out after every box we open, you know, because everyone's hunting and they don't want to have to minimize and fill out a box. Understandable. I was like, okay, I'm going to continue doing this for myself. I'll track it myself. After I had enough data points, um, I kind of shared it again in that hunter's lodge and uh, Marlov, he took some interest. He was like, you do this after every box you open? I'm like, yeah, I walk around in the city when I hunt. So I can easily do that between um, boxes. And uh, from there, it was not that conversation, but a different conversation where I think KHAG was involved and we were talking about you know, data analysis, et cetera. And initially he invited me and I thought it was a joke. And then like the next day, Marlov invited me and KHAG was like, yeah, I tried inviting Alriad yesterday and he didn't seem receptive. And I was like, oh, you were serious. I would love to be part of this team. <laughs> so from there, that's, that was my entry into the wiki team. Yeah, man. I remember we, um, like, I, I think I put kind of that front facing part to your, uh, your backend database that you'd built from that Google form. And that was like the start of the, the data team, the data viz team for, for the wiki. And that was fantastic. I learned so much about how uh, you do some of your calls between spreadsheets on Google Sheets. It was been a real cool learning experience, uh, learning how to piece together and make data presentable for a wiki format. And you, and between you and KHAG, you guys do so much for that. So it's been a, a lot of learning, a lot of contributing. It's been a fantastic experience so far. For sure. Uh, I definitely had to do a lot of uh, watching of tutorials and stuff in order to put that together, too. So, I mean, I'm definitely on this learning <laughs> journey with you. Absolutely. And we still have our work cut out for us. Once all the UVs and go away and they turn into different structures, we're certainly going to have to recreate, rethink about how we're going to structure our data collection process. Oh, my God, I know. It's like, uh, like what you mentioned is like, you know, most people, at least... Uh, the way that people were playing mostly before was like in cars, you know, and it's like people don't have time to like, you know, switch apps and uh, fill out the data form and then come back. And it's just, it takes too much time. It's awkward and stuff. And like, uh, it is, yeah. it's like, that's part of what I enjoyed so much about like working with, uh, with data collection and stuff is like, or that's, that's a poor way of saying it. Like, I really enjoy like kind of streamlining that kind of stuff. If I can streamline a process so that it makes it easier for someone to contribute, like that's, that's something I really enjoy. And that's uh, some value that I really enjoy adding. Yeah, absolutely. The way you just had everything presented in a digestible format, because at the end of the day, people want to go to Wiki, they want to look at a quick number, see their percentages, they don't want to have to dig through and sift through a whole bunch of data. And so the way you were able to make it continuously update made it seem more uh, of a live value for players so they can kind of track it over time. And they go in a couple of months later and they see, if, you know, some of the numbers. So we see all the time in Discord, players are like, did they nerf the key drops? Well, they can go in and see for themselves. So Definitely. Definitely. That's, a, that's actually something I think you and I've talked to you about a couple of times in like DMs is like, um, it seems like the key drop rates do change uh, at different points and like, um, especially like the first, um, the event resources are better at like the first half of events, it seems like. Uh, and that's just my anecdotal evidence. But like, there's, I think there's definitely something to that. And like, I'd really like to kind of go back and review the data by like, you know, what 
what of our data is event data versus like first half of the event, second half of the event, and like compare those kinds of things and really, really dig into it. That's some something I'd really some numbers I'd really like to see compared. But uh, yeah, absolutely. And since we have the data, it'd be very simple to kind of gate for certain dates and to see if the developer. This is a game still in beta. They're constantly tweaking with values, so it'd be interesting to see you know at this point in time what was the key return versus this point in time versus the average, et cetera. Um, yeah, like we talked about before, I felt like they definitely dropped for a certain point in time, but how about, how do you feel about this? It felt like they started to increase again as of late. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, so with hunting in, uh, in November, um, I basically had to switch tactics. I think three, two or three times throughout the month to, uh, keep up with things. Cause yeah, the, they dropped the key, or at least, to, again, my anecdotal evidence uh, felt like they dropped the key drop rate about uh, the week of Halloween. Sorry, not Halloween, of uh, Thanksgiving. Um, and key right. drop, like, just plummeted. And so, like, I actually stopped hitting everything. Like, the only thing that I was hitting was green vaults at that point. And otherwise, I was just going oh, around really? getting... You're even skipping UVs as well. Yep, skipping everything, only hitting That's... green vaults and getting keys. Um and then well, that tactic worked for you. Congratulations for I think you hit second in November for uh, the USA, correct? And second in global, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, second in both. Thanks. And like, hit, congratulations. Those... Thank you. Um, I again, it's like it, it it worked because of my the density in my area, and I found I was able to find like three particular uh, key runs that were just super dense in keys, and just run around hit those, and like I said, hit greens as I was going, and then take the extra keys at the end of the week and dump them straight into resin. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was it was a it was a tough month, but yeah, they've uh, they've I, it seems like the drop rates have recovered since then, and I'm I'm hitting UVs again um, currently, but. Uh, yeah, awesome. Um, I guess we kind of covered the like the data stuff for the wiki, but like, um, what any upcoming plans for what you want to do with the wiki? So um, right off the bat, like we kind of uh, touched upon, I think that definitely once we get the new player structures, we're going to have our work cut out for us. Trying to see, so for example, I want to collect some data with just hitting some of these new structures that give out crypto or just give out resources along with hitting the getting that data after a player would hit some of those lucky fountains to see just how lucky it makes you mm. so i think that would be very interesting to see what that it's a one key cost is what they made it seem like furthermore i was kind of talking with khag about this uh, for example, my wife has two UVs around Logan Square Fountain. Both of those might get tagged as a fountain. I'm interested to see if that added luck benefit stacks, if it's additive, if it's multiplicative. Um, also, along with that, I'm curious to see how many players need to report uh, a structure, need to tag a structure for it to be accepted as, let's say, a lucky fountain or a bank or et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, because you've got players out in the farms and rural areas that they might not have a lot of people around them. So if they tag it as a farm, how long will it take for it to be approved? So I think that there's quite a bit that they uh, gave us here with regards to data collection to to tease out and to crowdsource. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like it's 
that sounds like an awesome, awesome ideas, man. Like I'm really excited to see some of those numbers too. I mean, with talking about the lucky fountains, like I just from the name lucky fountains, it kind of, I, I kind of imagine it's maybe like pays out a resource box more often, like slightly more often, like maybe five or 10% That's more what often I'm or something thinking too, from, especially coming from like a, thinking about it from like a coding perspective, just adding a straight multiplier to the number of boxes you get. Or it could be that the boxes that you open pay out a little better. It could be like kind of like the, the paints giving kind of uh, situation we were in where you get 100 paint rather than 25. Oh, maybe like a 10% chance for the, any resource box in the next hour to be 100 instead of a 25 or something? Something like that. Or during happy hour, you get the rate dropped at a, the rate for the boosted category Ooh. increased. That might be interesting as well. I feel like there's a lot that they left for themselves to play with. And I find that very exciting. They're constantly making the game interesting, which is what's keeping us all here, right? Yeah, they've definitely given themselves a lot of space and given us a lot of work. Absolutely. <laughs> They're doing a very good job of slowly trickling out those beans that KPP and IW throw into the uh, Discord. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um like do you have any i don't know i, I guess you, you've been working with the wiki what like three months four months now it's october yeah that's when i initially joined the, i think it's the first of october i looked that up earlier it's okay. crazy how time flies it's right. been a couple of months already yeah because you're you've actually joined the uh, senior editor team at the uh, at the wiki now right yeah and i was able to onboard a couple of people uh, some of our newer editors we've got quite the team it's grown even since i mean you've been part of the wiki much longer than i have so it must have been a journey seeing you from your perspective seeing all of the people join but even since i joined we've got a full army of people that have different expertise and all sorts of things that they can contribute yeah it's like i I, I, I get the th get the sense of like what Marlov talks about now is like he he's like oh I have no idea what's going on in Discord chat most of the time now and like, that's that's kind of how I feel too is like I turned off the highlights I used to have a highlight so the bot would ping me whenever um, the word wiki was mentioned in Discord and then I was getting like 25 oh. pings a day for it and I was just like nope I've got to turn <laughs> this off so yeah, I have no easily <laughs> so I don't pay that close attention to the discord anymore and now with like especially from last month with being out um competing for globals like i don't even really know what happens most of the time on what goes on in the wiki really it's like i just go back and review the 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 done list now it's just like oh what's been happening all right this 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 all right cool this happened all right awesome uh kind of thing and i'm like i'm not up on the day-to-day -day of what happens in there anymore and it's just it's really it's really uh really cool seeing this whole thing kind of take off without uh without you you know absolutely evolved into the essence of what a wiki should be in crowdsource data crowdsource information that's constantly being checked constantly being cross-referenced and updated decentralized and absolutely that's what's fantastic about it kind of analogous to like a public ledger you can go through and see the history of every single page and anybody can do this um, any of our listeners, if you use the wiki, you can hit that little, it looks like a clock icon in the top, and you can see the history, every single revision that's ever been done to every single page. So, oh, wow. Okay. 
Um, I noticed this the other day, actually, at the uh, bottom of the wiki page. Um, I asked um, CAG about this. Uh, Kevin, he, was, he said I was the first one to notice and say anything, or at least I was the first one to say anything to him about it. But now at the bottom of each wiki page, there's actually a little thing that says this page was last edited at you know, time by date by person. Yeah, um, I noticed that too. Yeah, and he just put that in like in this last uh, in this last week, I think, sometime like maybe last Sunday or something. Uh, we're recording on the fifth uh, of December right now. Yeah, and he does fantastic work on the back end. I I really appreciate that blurb too, and where it says based on work by, yeah. and it gives all the editors that worked as well. So again, kind of like that public ledger, you've got a. a a trail of everybody that's edited the page. That's also giving credit to where credit's due. Yep, I love it. I love it. Um, well, seeing as you've been with us for uh, three months, like, do you have any particular uh, changes or anything new that you'd love to see the wiki um, take on? Honestly, so I think that we're heading in the right direction as of now. I think I really like the aspect that Marlov kind of um, was harping on to make this because we're a relatively small community of games, uh, gamers. Um, this game hasn't exploded quite yet. We have quite a bunch of players, but you know, in comparison to other games that have a player base of millions, we're still relatively on the smaller side. So I really like that the wiki kind of adds that personal touch to um some of the pages, for example, the cranes, you get to see who first solved the question, who first, uh, who was the player that filled it up, etc. So I'd like to see that continue. And I know as the game explodes more and more things are added, that's going to be a little bit more tedious to keep up with. But I think that's something that kind of sets our community apart from the rest. Um, another thing that I kind of was thinking that might be interesting. I know we have like a wiki suggestions pay, um, Discord channel, but it might be interesting to see some of the players who might not be as active on Discord getting the ability to suggest things via the wiki page, like maybe a form of what they'd like to see. Uh, I always, when I find a player doesn't understand something in kind of the beginner's channel, I ask, I send them a wiki page. For example, how to fill in resin. A lot of, I found multiple times people or new players are saying they tap the resin, they long hold the resin, doesn't work. Based off that feedback, I went through and I edited that page to say that you have to manually drag it up into the resin box. So that's oh. some of the things that the game doesn't really explain. And I think that's where us as a community can shine to help each other out. Um, besides that and the data uh, collection, I think what you're doing with describing crypto and getting people more into some of the crypto terminology is fantastic. That right there is gold. Uh, really going to help us have an educated player base and kind of move us towards, as you were saying, having a, a, a DAO, a Coin Hunt World DAO. Oh, be, I'm so excited for the, uh, seeing that come come about. Like, uh, absolutely. That's... Uh, we've been quiet about it and like we're still planning and thinking and stuff, but uh, it's 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 coming at some point. <laughs> uh, un undoubtedly. Uh, but awesome. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the suggestion. Like that's real. That's a really good idea for sure. Like we 
really want to find ways to expand our presence and give access to people, like you said, who aren't just on the Discord. Because um, I know there's like a big um, Facebook community that like um, JR and uh, Roots Naturally were um, talking to and working with. And like um, there's people who are mainly on TikTok versus uh, just on the internet. Right. Like, all that sort of, or the general internet and all that sort of stuff. And Reddit, you've got, I see a whole bunch of people on Reddit posting questions that are regularly answered in the Discord, but they don't seem to have yet connected to Discord. So um, Anakura and uh, a couple other people, Squeamy, they're fantastic about answering some of those questions right away. And I like seeing that a lot of our wiki pages are being cited in some of their answers. So glad that we're helping people out. Awesome. Super cool. Well, uh, let's shift gears here for a second. Like we kind of been, uh, well, this is the wiki podcast. So let's branch into some wiki news. Like we kind of mentioned it, we've been dancing around it a little bit, but we've got some uh, new wiki members. Um, I got the list here. I wanted to just welcome uh, these people to the wiki team. We've got like bearded, yeah, yeah we've got like bearded ant hunter, um, Bitcoin roller, uh, Joe Schmo, crypto, Ocho, um, Burr, Burr, uh, Harley, <laughs> I amuse me. I don't, I don't know how to say this. June, Joe, Joe on June. I don't jo- know. Yeah. I think June. That's how I kind of say it in my head. Okay. Reno knows, uh, WR Willem, which if you guys remember, WR Willem is the one who runs those, like, um, what are they? Coin hunt, uh, coin hunt summaries of the other streamers. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm butchering that. Um, and the, we had the number one, uh, November player. We have fire joining the wiki team now too. And we just heard from him on the last week on the podcast, how it was been a huge month for him and how it was such a lot of work for him to hit that first place. I'm sure you can relate being second place. So yeah, yeah, our wiki team is now flooded with top players, which is fantastic. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, were you involved in onboarding any of those uh, new players by any chance? Or sorry, uh, new I was wiki not members? Involved. Yeah, no, I was not involved in onboarding any of them, which goes to tell you how quick, and, and, and they were onboarded fairly quickly. So that just shows how quick our team is growing and how large we're getting where it's everything's just becoming streamlined. We have people using some of the short codes that KHAG has been working on in the back end and understanding it and teaching each other it's just fantastic to see this project that marlov started explode to the to the level that it's at today and it's constantly growing daily and i think we're growing exponentially um i remember when we got one or two new people joining the wiki team at a time and now it seems like we're having players constantly joining volunteering their time and effort to update our database you know our our, this little project that is by the people for the people <laughs> it is amazing it is amazing seeing the uh, the outpouring of uh, support and effort like you mentioned it's super cool um, it's, it's fantastic we've got like we said we've got the best community going on here yeah special shout out to um, ocho and bearded ant hunter the members of our inaugural members of our translation team um, translating a lot of the wiki to spanish for our el salvador players Absolutely. That's a huge, that's a, her, a, her, a huge task that they're taking on and they're doing a fantastic job. Um, 
Marlov peeps in, and I'm sure other people uh, peep into the El Salvador Discord that they have right there. And it seems like they're consistently using that page, and it's really helping them out. Yeah, and I know Bearded Ant Hunters actually um, started the El Salvador um, local server, and so he runs that. And ah. then, um, yeah, I helped him set it up a little bit um, and get started with things, but he's just taken off. He's like, I have very little input on that at this point. And, um, <laughs> it's it's things setting are... it up and letting the players uh, go with it. And shout out to you for setting up that template for everybody to make their own local discords. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. I'm glad I was able to do that for people. Uh, it's very helpful. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, we got some updates from actual coin Hunt world itself on the game now as well. Like, have you voted for the uh, blockchain game of the year yet? Oh, you know, it voted first day. (laughs) Absolutely. So hopefully we land a top spot there. I think that that video that you made is phenomenal teaching people that might not have MetaMask, not might, might not know how to go about using it getting it set up and being able to go vote for coin hunt world. Yeah. It's super cool. Like the, um, the, the cool, the fact that he's got nominated was super cool. Like, like you mentioned, I did make a video for that, um, which was embedded into the medium post that went out. Um, so if you guys aren't sure how to use uh, MetaMask to set up a wallet address and then, uh, use that to connect to that webpage to vote for the 2021, play to earn uh, awards then uh, check that medium post out for sure i'll uh, link drop a link to that in the description for this uh, episode as well but uh yeah it's it, this game's blowing up and we want to help it get there as much as possible absolutely the more we can get the coin hunt world name out there the better for the community to grow and the more uh uh, player base that IW and the developers have so that they can leverage some of the different deals that they want to have to continue to make the game move forward. Yup. Yup. Speaking of, I was surprised with the number of, of, of games that were on that list. I think that coin hunt world is the only one that I recognized really, besides maybe a couple others. Yeah. It's a massive list. I was, uh, I didn't expect to see that many on the list either, to be honest. Uh, I was scrolling I for, for scrolling a while the first time. The, yeah. Just find the C's, right? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yep. It's uh, it's crazy how big the space has gotten. Uh, that shows you the power of uh, crypto. Crypto power. I <laughs> <laughs> can't stop the train. <laughs> uh, but... Speaking of new things, though, are you going to move your UVs for this uh, these new structures and this tagging system? Are you going to put any at banks or any any fountains near you? So that's really funny that you said that. So there was um, so I'm from Philly, right? And uh-huh. right across from City Hall, I've got one of my UVs at City Hall on kind of the nice. west side, going towards the Liberty Bell, where um, there's a yellow vault. Uh, there was a user vault that was right at Love Park, which um, is in between a green vault and another user vault. So when I saw that user vault get removed over the weekend, I was thinking that's prime location because right across the street, there is a bank. So it can get tagged as a park, a bank, maybe a city hall type structure, you know, like a government structure, if that's ever going to be a thing. So I deleted my old user vault and I kid you not, I walked around across the street for like 
maybe 10 minutes trying to find the spot and it kept giving me that error too close to a green vault, too close to a user vault, too close to a green vault. <laughs> I just gave up and I had to end up plopping it right back across the street from city hall where it was before. <laughs> well, uh... But yeah, I've got some plans. Uh, I think that as they start coming out, I will want to vary a lot of my user vaults so that I'm not so rich in parks because that's mostly where my user vaults are currently. Okay. Um, I was gonna, yeah. How about yourself? Any plans for you? Um, mine, mine are pretty distributed already. I actually uh, only went. I only have two vaults that I can hit like regularly, in like walking distance. Like I know some people have like a park near them and they just set up all their user vaults at that park and then just kind of walk that path twice a day, kind of thing. Um, right. That's that's not how I set mine up. Like most of mine are set up in the hot spots around San Diego. It's like I've got. I think one, two, three, four. I've got four in Balboa Park at different places. Um, okay. I've got t one in Little Italy, and then I've got two near me. That's, what is that, five, six, seven. So I'm missing three. Where are the other three at? Uh, I put two in the downtown at Chula Vista, so then I have one left, and I don't know where that last one is. It's so funny, right? Because you can, I was just uh, telling this to my wife, as you're going around the city, you can know exactly where you're at based off of the key booths or the user vaults around you. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kind of yeah. can map it out in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. it's kind of funny. I actually um, drove for Uber uh, back in the day, like when they first launched, um, back when okay. you could actually, you know, make some, make some money with it. Uh, and it's that doing that really expanded my like mental map of San Diego um, in terms of just like learning, you know, how, what are all the freeways that are near, like go in and out of downtown? What's the, the system of the one way streets in downtown? Oh, it actually does make sense. Odd numbers. Oh, are... One way streets. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> um, even numbers go into downtown. Odd numbers come out of downtown. The numbered streets run North South ah. and the letters run East West. Oh, okay. And like learning all that sort of stuff. Um, with uh, with my time with Uber, and that was only for I think a, a month and a half or so, maybe two months, uh, a couple of years ago, but it really um, it really primed me to, to or like I don't know I kind of had a good mental map for San Diego already, but you're totally right like the wander looking around at the at the coin hunt map um, is like how I is how I get around now. Right. Yeah. So it seems like you did all your homework months ago to now have a good, clear image of the city. I was in San Diego one time for a conference and it's a big city. And like you said, downtowns, it gets a little insane, if, especially driving. I wasn't driving there at the time because I was flying in for that. But um, yeah, I can only imagine that that must have definitely helped you uh, map it out in your mind. So it certainly doesn't hurt. Definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> and at least it's it's convenient that it makes sense how, like you were saying, the odds and evens go into and out of the city. Half the time here in Philly, I feel like they just threw in a random one-way street that ends at one block and then turns into two ways at another block. And that's what you get for having a super old city, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I think the colonial cities don't have as much pre-planned pre logic that went into them. Oh, Yeah. 
especially like the parts of the old town where it starts turning to cobblestone roads. Those are terrible to drive down. I do not envy you that. No, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Though we've got um, those patent Merida NFTs. We got one in Wisconsin now, all of a sudden. Like, what's up with that? I, that was exciting. And I thought it was very funny that the one in Wisconsin had a picture of a car as part of the NFT. I think that one might be one of my favorite ones just because it kind of is an ode to it's in the middle of the country. I'm sure ton of hunters are going to want to drive there and be one of the first lucky 10 to throw in a red key what are you talking about man those damn cheeseheads stole it <laughs> hey anyone who goes there i'm sure they're going to want to stop by i was talking about this in the discord for some uh some cheese curds while they're there right <laughs> yeah i mean i i hope people uh people get to experience wherever they're going like i I went to uh, so I, I went to Arizona um, as part of my push for November, and I do really. Oh wow! All the way there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been meaning to actually. I want to get fire onto uh, onto this podcast and have a have a talk about the November push from the, each of us and stuff and swap strats and all that, that stuff. That would be fascinating to see how the top one and two players, you know, went about getting those spots. I heard him a little bit on the IT Guys podcast, and he said he was in New Orleans for a bit, and that's how he was able to, you know, use up a lot of his resin, dumping it into I think their crane. Yep, yep. Um, but I I wish I had had more time to actually be in Arizona instead of having to rush back the next day, kind of thing, ah. and like really get to, you know try out a bit of the city instead of having to, uh, you know, rush there and rush back kind of thing. The nice thing about this event too, is that it's guaranteed. If you have the red key and you get to Wisconsin, you find the Tory, you can throw in the red key, you get your NFT, you have the rest of your time there to explore the city, hunt, explore the culture, etc. It's not like you have to continuously, try and get a random drop or anything like that yeah i mean so. once you got your once you got your pat marita nft you're just cruising looking for uh getting resources off the off the small tories you know you're just chilling yeah. eating your cheese curds there you go <laughs> <laughs> yep absolutely <laughs> uh, and it's really cool too that you know when you're dropping in the red key you're kind of helping out Char like it's great that some of the proceeds go to charity so it's, I, if i'm not mistaken this might be the first event that coin hunt world is donating to a good cause uh i believe so question mark this is fantastic i i might be incorrect you know i just started playing a few months back so but that's fantastic that this is the direction that they're taking the game into yeah super excited to uh to see like what kind of impact monetary impact uh coin hunt can start to have for you know um under underprivileged um, people and areas and see what kind of impact social impact we can have absolutely that'd be great to see some of those stats at the end of two three years down the line to say how many lives coin hunt world has impacted besides this direct player base yeah i mean you were you were on reddit um the crypto reddit for a while did, did you ever do participate in the crypto for the homeless I did actually. So oh, that's I awesome! That was fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And uh, I forget the exact uh, mod that put that together, but that was 
something that was really cool because crypto, as you said, decentralized for the people kind of thing. So it was great seeing people help out people using this decentralized network. So it, it's, it's fantastic seeing these kind of uh, events be put together by the community. It goes to show you that at the end of the day, we want to put the power of the money, our lives back in our own hands kind of thing. That's super cool. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, listen, for listeners who aren't aware, the Crypto for the Homeless was a, um, I don't know, a decentralized campaign where there was, I think, was it one guy? No, no, no. Yep. It was, it was people just went and bought, um, bought food for homeless people um, based on like their crypto, uh, use their, using their crypto yep. for it, and then just posted it up on Twitter, pictures of uh of that and i don't i don't actually know the numbers but um there's definitely a website um for it and i'll drop a link to that in the description for this episode but it was a super cool uh charity thing that was happening for a while yeah it's fantastic seeing that kind of stuff happen i thought it was really cool and it brought a lot of attention too because of the hashtags on twitter it brought more people into the cryptoverse because they're seeing crypto do good things and helping out local communities that's awesome Super stoked to see where uh, what CoinHunt can do in that area too. Super cool. Yeah, especially with all of these new NFTs coming out. Excited to see what is the next charity event, what is going to be the next NFT event, etc. I think that having celebrities be kind of the theme for the NFTs really opens up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities for them to really branch out into different areas and different regions of the country and different countries now too yeah the um this so this the pat Morita one is like i think there's one in hawaii and there's like what four in california and one in uh wisconsin four in Cali. Uh, yeah but yeah like the any pick pick a celebrity like even if they're primarily like a movie star from la <clears throat> they're going to be from somewhere else in the country probably yeah, absolutely um, and who knows we might have one in liverpool with the beatles or something dude that'd be amazing <laughs> That would be so cool. I hope they time that out when we're in Europe, <laughs> my wife and I. <laughs> I would love to have a Beatles NFT. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The oh man, you kind of mentioned it, but like, is that car one your favorite NFT? I think that one's my favorite just because it kind of represents it. So it's a. It's I'm not sure exactly what. His, I'm not very familiar with um, Pat himself and his early life in Wisconsin. So it probably has a little bit more deeper meaning than the meaning that I kind of attributed to. I think it's kind of an ode. To, it's a double meaning. It probably means something that he did in Wisconsin, along with the fact that it's a tip of the hat, I think, at least to players having to will be driving out to Wisconsin to claim their NFT. How far do you think someone's going to drive from? Are we gonna see any? Uh, oh. Are we gonna see any Pennsylvanians going that far? Maybe I think somebody tagged K Hag and Beats um, in the Discord earlier today, and Beats was like, "That's a possibility. I can absolutely see them taking that trip out there and throwing in the red key and getting one of their NFTs there." They drove what I think K Hag drove maybe three hours to hit one of the epic cauldrons, and he got it. He got both blueprints from it, so it paid off. So you're guaranteed. Lucky bastard. Yeah, I drove <laughs> no, about an good for hour him. with my wife. 
yeah, absolutely good. He was crushing it that we actually hunted together um quite a bit during that event oh yeah didn't you guys yeah, live stream once uh no beats and khag are the ones that live street out and uh live stream out in reading we i think we, we took a picture and we posted it on uh, twitter that's what it was. we had a group of what five of us hunters in philly uh walking the city trying to get an epic to spawn <laughs> and we did not get one to spawn but later that evening we got our discord pinging up that there was one about three hours away. So two of us, uh, Beats and Luann Platter, they hopped in the car and they drove out there. And both of, yep, they, both of them got the, uh, the epic drops. Damn. I think we had, it was one of the highest rewarding ones too. Beats and Khag both got both of the, um, the blueprints. Luann was one cat short of being able to get the wit the uh the black cat but he was able to get the witch and uh another player earlier had gotten both of them as well from it and i'm sure i'm missing out other people but we were discussing how lucky that cauldron was damn how about yourself are you thinking of you're right there in california are you gonna be making the tour around cali trying to get some nfts sure competing might have been kind of taxing on your key stash uh i got i got a bit i got a bit i was actually um i was actually saving keys towards the towards the end um just because i knew i wasn't i wasn't gonna be trying to um throw them into resin at like you know the day the last day kind of thing um because i was i was gonna be dumping dumping resin and then leaving arizona so um the little bit of hunting i did the rest of that uh week i was just hunting keys so I got, I got a little bit, I got a little bit. Uh, and then those, you know, four, four reds for a second doesn't hurt. Um, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I totally forgot all those rewards for getting second the country, <laughs> the, the, the globe. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't hurt. You're in a good spot for the end. Perfect timing. Great month to uh, start competing, huh? So I'm going to be doing an, I'm going to be doing a trip to LA. Like, I don't think I'm going to go to Isselton. Um, it's like okay. way the hell up there um, or San Francisco or wherever the hell they're at. Like, I don't think I'm going to be going up there, but um, it may, I mean, if, if they'd run the event, um, if they'd run the event further into the month, I might've um, just cause like I have fam, I'm going up there to uh, for Christmas with my folks, but, um, oh, perfect. but that's later on in the month. So this one only lasts a week from uh, whatever um, on what is that? 4 p.m. Pacific time it's on the 6th through seven. 4 p.m. Six. Oh, right. Yeah, it's midnight on the 7th, which would be 4. Uh, yeah. Which would be 4 p.m. Pacific uh, on the 6th, and then through uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time on the 13th. So it's just a week. So are you? But I'll be doing a trip to LA anyone for sure. in particular? Yeah. I'll be doing a trip to LA. One for of sure. them. Which uh, one's your favorite? Would you say? Uh, I love the chopsticks one, man. The one where he's holding yeah, chopsticks. Yeah, that's your favorite. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, it's. I think yeah, it's like absolutely. the most. Um, his pose is like the most dynamic in that one. Um, and oh. I think the, like the face is like the most um, well done with like kind of like I don't know what you call it the like splotchy kind of marbling that the artist used. It's just kind of like it doesn't look as weird and on his face in that one. I don't. I don't know what's different about and, it. And I like that he's got you know the karate. Hell yeah. Bandana going on and everything. Yep. I think that one's a good one. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. where it's at, but I'm going to be hunting for it. I, I think 
going to be uh, fingers crossed for you. You're definitely in the right neck of the woods to have your pickings at your NFTs. Yeah, thanks. Fingers How crossed. How fast do you think they're going to uh, to be claimed, all 10 of them? Um, LA's pretty... Or- tough one, right? I mean, LA's pretty organized, so I mean, I don't think it's... Mm. There's some folks from San Diego that I could see, like myself, and I have like one or two other uh, folks who might make the trip for some. Um, and then in LA itself, we have um, Marvin's Mama, Marvin's House, um, Block Boy, and then there's some other a lot LA of big hun- players out yeah, there. Yeah, some other LA hunters um, who've got Reds. So I mean, I could I could see them all all the LA ones disappearing, uh, possibly. Especially the one. Yeah, especially the ones that they gave us the locations for, or they gave us a pretty obvious clue, like his Hollywood star. Oh, Everyone yeah, that, knows exactly GPS coordinates where that's going to be at. Yeah, that's the most obvious one for sure. Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and if all 60 across all six of the large Tories are going to get claimed. Yeah, I don't think I don't think all sixty will. Well, I don't know what is that sixty times six six hundred. It's a ton of money for charity. I actually that's don't, an absolute ton of money. I can't do math right now, but uh, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so at sixty times a hundred, that's going to be what like six grand going towards charity if it's the red key equivalent for getting a perfect. So that's fantastic. Yeah, was, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's a lot of money, and uh, they said it, they did say a portion as opposed to all of it, so we don't actually know what part of that is, but it's a lot of money either way. Yep. And it's great that it's gonna have the coin hunt world associated with it. Hopefully, it'll bring in some new players and new UVs going up, more people playing the game, bigger name, maybe our name in the news. Who knows? Who the hell knows, man? Who the hell knows? Speaking of who the hell knows anything, um, <laughs> Cuckoo Puffs was uh, off, you know, strolling through chat again, uh, dropping things, and he dropped uh, recently. This is kind of a little sneak peek for the uh, the newsletter for those of you who uh, may not follow that yet. Uh, Marlov and uh, Little Pengui and I think Domnal put a ton of effort into um, getting collating all of cuckoo puffs leaks into that newsletter so you should definitely go sign up for that um on the fantastic that's one of my favorite parts of the newsletter oh for sure because i mean like like we said who the hell's got time to sit and chat all day and just watch for those things like oh it's like you have to just scour hundreds and like sometimes you go back to the chat and you keep clicking new messages and it takes you and it's like 300 new messages and you're like yeah nope I'll just wait for the newsletter to come out to see what I missed. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> nope. There's uh, the newsletter is like the where we collate them all, and then uh, Marlov and myself um, have actually been tweeting them as well with the hashtag uh, CHW Coin Hunt World Leaks on Twitter. So if you're on the if you're in the Twitterverse, you can uh, watch for that hashtag as well. Um, but... I really like that you've been doing that. It catches me up on a lot of things I've been missing. Yeah, thanks, man. It's a fantastic idea, yeah. But uh, the leak I got for us today is that the Cuckoo Puff said that the structures uh, are going to be released like QBs, 
and that some of them are going to come from the store uh some of them might drop from events only and some of them uh we can get from quest rewards which confirms that quest rewards are coming baby i'm so excited for those so 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 exciting it's going to add an entirely different element to the game you're now going to instead of just going out and hunting like you normally would, which is fun in its own accord, and you know, trying to stack your keys, stack your resin, stack your resources, crypto, etc. Now you have an objective, whether it's walking, cycling, etc. I, I don't. What do you think is going to be kind of the first quest line? And I know they mentioned something in Christmas. Well, it's not going to be just opening vaults. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I have to agree with you because if you saw what they did with the monoliths. And you saw what they did with the uh, cauldrons. It's going to have some sort of community aspect. I think they're really pushing towards that. Um, or nimbleness. Or... Nimbleness, right. Maybe, uh, I don't know, if you got to hit a certain number of vaults within a Mac, like within a minimum amount of time. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but Maybe. I'm excited. I don't... Yeah, like... I'm excited too. I can't wait to see what they've got in store for us. You know, they're always going to throw a new wrench into all of uh, our hypotheses. Yeah. I mean, we might see like you have to hit, uh, have more than like have three people hit the same uh, vault within like 15 minutes or within an hour or something. And so that means you got to coordinate or um, we might see like you have to hit vaults that are uh, these particular vaults um in a in a certain way or a certain time or maybe you got to follow a, a quest path and hit a, a certain like follow a path through the different uh, key booths and vaults and stuff um yeah or maybe hit a vault you've never hit before or something or hit three different users as vaults or something yeah I, yeah it's it's i'm excited i'm excited for quests i'd love to see that definitely looking forward to it definitely and it's going to keep people constantly playing and, you know, it's going to add to the key burn, et cetera, if there are going to be some structures that are kind of behind events. So you can't miss out on every event if you want your structure to be a particular structure. Otherwise, you're probably going to have to move it or buy it on the auction house. Yep. Are you going to be uh, are you going to be buying structure blueprints from the from the store? absolutely will be if i have the keys for it i'm very excited for uh this mechanism i'm going to be kpp uh, i think it was iw was saying on the discord there's going to be certain structures that lean more towards resources some lean towards crypto etc so i'm going to try and uh, coordinate with our um uh our local team here out in uh, philly to try and organize the city in a way where we can have that luck aspect from the one fountain that they leaked along with some resources and some crypto to maximize all of our rewards. And we'll see how that kind of goes. Might be a big project, but I think that's what makes it fun. Hell yeah, dude. That's a, that's a, a lot of coordination that's going to have to go into that for sure. But uh, if you guys can work it out, dude, you guys will be set up. You'll be stoked. Yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of big hubs um, have a lot of good communities around them. So I think that that will uh, that will eventually happen. And probably our, our friends up in Canada are going to beat us to it and they're going to optimize. I think that's going to be half the fun, optimizing the exact distance for certain things. And, you know, you have to start your hunt here and the get the luck thing. Hunt everywhere for an hour and then an hour of hunting land you over here for another luck. <laughs> fountain and 
continue like that. Yeah, I think Jaya shared a screenshot where she's got like she had 970,000 resin in her inventory. So she's probably up to a million at this point. Oh man. And oh, Minel's man. got another half so a million. Much resin. Yeah. It's... So they're ready for this event. <laughs> yeah. And like Squeamy didn't have anywhere to dump resin. That's why he got uh, pushed down on the leaderboards and stuff. So, I mean, like they are, they're resin Kings right now. And I think IW also said that the first player built structure might get some sort of blueprint analogous to the architect blueprint. So I'm, if I was a betting man, I would say it's up there between Manel and, and, and Gia, they've got more resin than most other players, many other players, I should say. I'm willing to take that bet. <laughs> I would, I would agree with you. I would agree with you for sure. How about yourself? Are you going to be uh, in the market for some construction blueprints? Um, I'm going to, I'm adopting more of a wait and see right now. Um, we'll just, we'll okay. see, we'll see what comes out. Cause like I, San Diego is not going to be the first to build anything. It's, it, we're just not like, I depleted all the resin in San Diego from buying from uh, the other San Diego players and stuff. Um, so, I mean, like we have very little resin right now. Um, so it'll, it'll be a while for us. But um, but it'll be I'll, a nice place to be able to drop extra resin every now and then. Yeah. For people doing leaderboard pushes, etc. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll have to like argue back and forth on what's the best one to uh, to go in on uh, if they give us. Right. I'm sure they're gonna force us to make a choice at some point on something. Uh, game of choices. Yeah, game of choices, right? That goddamn right. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk, let's talk real quick. I mean, we've been talking for a while, but, uh, let's switch over to kind of a bit more, I don't know, not dubious speculation isn't the, isn't the right term for it, but like, I guess kind of education is like, um, crypto term of the week is like, this is uh, something I'd like this podcast to kind of, uh, introduce. And, um, again, we are not experts or at least I'm not an expert. I don't know. Do you, <laughs> do you, would you just consider yourself an expert? I think I consider you much more of an expert based off that podcast. You guys with the IT guy you oh, guys are going into it very deep. And I learned quite a bit and I spent quite a bunch of time um, learning about crypto when I first got into it and researching it, et cetera. And I came out of that learning a lot of information. So I would say that this, uh, this, I'm very excited for this aspect of your podcast. I <laughs> learn a lot from it. All right. Well, thank you. But, uh, let's talk smart contracts. Well, what the hell Absolutely. are they? Like that's, it sounds so fancy, a smart contract. What the hell? Fancy name for code, right? Yeah, it's like um, best way I understand it is, it's it's basically code that takes an if and the, if then it's like if this happens then this other thing happens. It's self-executing. It's like um, the best analogy I saw for it was like a vending machine. It's like these contracts that are set up, which is like the machine. Someone has to set the machine up and fill it up with goodies and stuff. You has an input so you put in your quarter there's something that goes into it and then there's something that comes out of it you know it drops you know cheetos or whatever um and so there's the there's the machine itself which is the smart contract the code that's living in the uh, ethereum virtual machine there's your input the the if conditional that fulfills whatever its condition is and then there's the output it's if this then do that and then the output is the then statement 
Um, it's the best way. I really I- like that analogy. Definitely like that analogy. Um, and I like that once the vending machine, so to say, to go with the analogy set up, once the code is written, the smart contract is uh, on the blockchain, nobody can change it, not even the, the, the owner, of the, 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 the creator of the smart contract. Yeah, there's definitely ways of, uh, I think they call, was like burning, burning the, the, the ownership keys for a smart contract. Um, but there, when you can amend them, you can't amend them per se, but you can add different contracts that essentially alter the outcome of them, so to speak. But it seemed like that once it's on the, the ledger, once it's on the blockchain, mm-hmm. it you can trust that if the if is fulfilled the then will then be fulfilled yeah definitely it's like the the rise of the smart contract chains is like bitcoin's obviously the og and we all owe a lot to bitcoin uh, but with ethereum uh, the rise of ethereum as a smart contract chain and being able to fulfill these if then statements um that are living on the blockchain itself is it's super cool and that's like that's the rise that we've seen in all the what they call them like the ethereum killers now like we see with uh, solana everyone's talking about solana yeah. now and like uh polka dots finally Dana. having its parachain auctions and like um there's tezos and luna and um, adam and there's just tons and tons of these smart contract chains that everybody's um trying to make functional and create ecosystems out of it's super cool and I think that stems from the fact that they're so versatile. They can be used in so many different aspects of our daily life. You can have your houses, um, uh, you can like buy houses, real estate, and you can have that be on the, the, the um, a, a smart contract. R- rent, for example, you can be renting out to somebody. You can have it so that if you pay rent on the first of the month, then your lease is extended for another month, et cetera. What I'm really excited about is for, I think we talked about this earlier for healthcare, you can have people have their private keys for their history of healthcare, et cetera. So when you go to a new doctor, you just sign and validate the smart contract with your private key and the doctor. Now you don't have to fill out a billion forms every time you see a new doctor. Oh, Jesus. Insurance companies can yeah right you don't have to sit in the waiting room for half an hour doing the same thing that you've done before where you have to go to a general you start with your primary care to send you to a specialist to get imaging done to send you to a different specialist to where you have to fill out forms at each fucking step of the way yeah yeah that'd be so cool fascinating and then insurance companies you don't have to deal with submitting claims it's on the blockchain you signed with your private key they see you had the procedure done they it's well, they don't see the smart contract recognizes you have the procedure done the smart contact recognizes that you're covered under it boom it's covered you don't have to deal with having to submit forms etc that's super cool and like the because um crypto is like pseudonymous it's like that stuff's not necessarily tied to your real world identity then too right right it could have private information but you'd have to release it with your private key, you'd have to, but so it's secure. Somebody would have to hack your private key, which I forget how long it would take for somebody to hack a private key, you know, with not using quantum computers, which were still quite a bit away from it. But I think it's thousands of years, if I'm not mistaken, right? 
Um, something crazy like that. Yeah. And yeah, with, um, with private information that is on a blockchain is like, yeah, the, any information that's anyone can see information that's up there, but then you can encrypt it with your, um, private key before it goes up there for people to view. So instead of, you know, seeing like my BMI is too high and my eye color is, uh, brown or whatever, then like, you know, all that information can be, um, encrypted and so it just looks like a scramble of hexadecimal numbers of numbers and letters when it goes up there but then you can still decrypt it with that uh private key right power of hashing mm, for sure and that kind of goes in like um you can upload like i know there's been projects that are looking at um using nfts for like document verification um and you can do that with like medical documents as well because like the medical industry because of um this privacy focus is still one of those industries that's heavily reliant on paper isn't it yes yep. shredded there's so much red tape that goes into that as everybody that's had to deal with any doctors know hipaa protects their privacy to no ends and anyone who breaks hipaa laws is in big trouble it's a big 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 oopsie no-no yeah that's like the first rule almost when you're dealing with medical paperwork the first rule of hipaa is you don't break hipaa <laughs> yeah, the fight club for uh fight club <laughs> rules for uh healthcare, so to speak Oh, that's super cool, man. I'd I'd love to what see. What advantages uh, do you think that smart contracts have? Numerous advantages when it comes to that. Oh man, it's like there's like you said, there's just so much versatility. It's whatever people can dream up. I think like right now, um, smart contracts are kind of limited um, in what they can do because they can only work with um, data that is on a blockchain. In other words, it can only like yeah. In, smart contracts intentionally i I noticed uh when i was doing some research for this podcast episode um smart contracts intentionally can't make http calls um they can't access the general web to web Ah. um so they can only interact with stuff that's on blockchain Um, or native okay uh, which so it makes an, it creates an interesting problem is that we have these uh, infinitely programmable and infinitely composable so uh, composable I can take a, I can take the results of smart contract one and use it as an input for smart contracts two three and four I can compose these things um, so I can chain daisy chain these things together um, and so we have these th- these blo- blocks that can execute these things with economic value but we don't have a way to connect them to a whole lot of real world information currently um which that makes sense which is actually a problem poses that, an issue in and of itself that poses the adoption issue yes yes which is why we've seen so much of um the focus around uh, you know uh smart contracts in like ethereum and stuff is like we have two big two big worlds of smart contracts um there's the world of DeFi, which have which kind of had its rise um last year in 2020 uh with DeFi exploded De- yeah DeFi summer explosion and all that stuff and then now we're seeing the rise of like nfts or we have seen the rise of nfts um this year in 2021 and i think we're just scratching the surface oh with man NFTs. so much just scratching the surface just because for the beginning, I think NFTs were kind of like, cool, I have this art that now I own it, or I have, you know, the rights to this video, I own the 
forget what video it was the Charlie bit my finger video sold for what three quarters of a million or something. Bit my but now finger. you're starting to see <laughs> yep. But now you're starting to see NFTs with actual function. Like how cool would it be if you bought an NFT for I think you posted or somebody posted a um Budweiser was selling some NFTs. How cool would it be if like, you know, your local brewery down the street sold an NFT if you buy it every time you go to the brewery you get a free beer. Yeah, it's kind of like um, using it as like a membership or like a subscription pass kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. We're owning, you know, the title to your vehicle. And so when you sell your vehicle, you don't have to deal with transferring titles, etc. You cut out the middleman and you just transfer the NFT to the the purchaser. Oh, that'd be so nice. That'd be so Right? It's skipping the it's the a whole taxes, new world, man. All et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Um, so we're st- just scratching the surface with NFTs and like this whole thing about um, not having access to real world data right now. Um, that's actually something that like uh, Chainlink is actually working on. Um, I don't know if you, how familiar are you with Chainlink? Semi familiar, but teach me about it. Okay, it's a it's an Oracle solution. So like with blockchain oracles, they basically provide um, pricing data for a lot of uh, DeFi. It's like, you know, um, in the, how do the, how do the, um, the liquidity pools on Uniswap match um, or keep the prices stable with uh, the prices over at SushiSwap versus over with um, ah. whatever, PancakeSwap or whatever, swap whatever, anywhere. It's like, how do they keep the prices that aren't like crazy fluctuating, um, so that we see like crazy arbitrage um, attacks and stuff is there's price oracles that basically transmit that information across the blockchain. Um, gotcha. But Chainlink's or their original vision actually with um, with the smart contracts is being able to take real world data and then in a decentralized permissionless manner be able to take that data from say you know a weather station. Um, that reports how much it's raining today in, um, I don't know, uh, Afghanistan or something, and be able to take that data um, from multiple sources and combine it together um, trustlessly and then put it in a form that the blockchain can use it and that we know is secure and not relying on any any centralized uh, information source. So with some of these things, we're trying to tackle that issue of being able to access information outside that native blockchain. Exactly. It's, it's amazing how quickly technology, the, the crypto universe is moving towards more utility. And I think once it has actual real world, more real world utility, you'll see some of these big industries actually move in and start investing as we've been currently seeing We'll see start start seeing that actually explode and not only just investing but using it for their businesses yep yep i think uh this ain't this ain't uh this ain't a bubble it ain't going away it's just uh gonna oh, continue steamrolling I, I think i 100 percent agree oh man very good well it's been a, a real fun time talking to you um before... absolutely this was a blast yeah i had a great time man before we go, um, at a cu- couple couple of things is like, um, what's can can you give us can you give us uh, like a tip? What's what's your number one uh, beginner tip for someone who's just starting out in Coin Hunt World? 
beginner tip I would say is set up your HQ ASAP. Set up your UVs ASAP, fill them up one at a time, and I'd set all of them up ASAP because you never know if there's a resin fairy around you that's gonna completely fill up one of your dozers. Once you have all 10 of your UVs set up, all of them fully functional, you'll notice that you're gonna get so many, uh, uh, so much resin so uh, daily just from hitting those alone and from hitting the UVs around you. Uh, coordinate with the people around you so you can make nice, clean, straight lines with your user vault. And only then, and after you have you and everybody you referred, et cetera, your whole, whole area filled up with resin, then unlock uphold if you so choose to do. Um, but I would say don't rush into it. Set yourself up for success. That's kind of how I learned from everybody on Discord, and it worked. Now you're getting a whole bunch of resin every day and don't know where to put it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So, um, how about, what about yourself? Oh man, a beginner tip. Well, you took the, you took Probably the easy, that, right? you took the easy one. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I took the easy, yeah. But I think that's the uh, move, right? Don't join. I'd say join in the community, join in the community. 100%. So like, you know, that's important too. dive into uh dive into discord. You know, if you've never, well, I think everybody who's going to be listening to this podcast is already on the discord, but if you're not, <laughs> Let's say that's a fair, uh, if you're not, Hey out there, uh, join the discord. Um, that's like, you know, dive into the main discord, introduce yourself, say, Hey, in the beginner chat, uh, we got lots of, uh, veterans looking out to, to welcome people and kind of orient them, um, to the discord and get people set up. I mean, and then uh, once you're kind of established there, you know, going further, join your local Discord, um, your local server for your area. You know, like we mentioned, there's one set up for El Salvador now. I'm pr we've got a UK London server going. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some other UK servers popping up eventually. Um, I think there's like, well, hang on, let me let me check. I, I think the server's been or my uh, my server template's been used like almost 30 times oh, now. that list is blowing yeah that list is blowing up i kind of check it from time to time and there's always a new region popping up so you've been that has been immensely helpful that you set that template up yeah it's 30 30 people have used this template it says that's wow. super super exciting that's so cool to see that's, that's really cool oh man mm. that's so cool uh, but yeah, definitely start with, uh, joining the community, get on discord, um, get a Twitter account so you can get those Twitter boxes. You can get free keys from Twitter. Hey, boxes. my first, when my first random when those contest, contests. uh, yeah, I got a green key finally after months of hey. submitting Twitter pictures. Yeah. I was very excited. Hey, very congrats, excited. man. That's awesome. <laughs> I got my HQ and I saw the user system admin reward or something and it was a green key i was like what did i win <laughs> and i hopped on the discord and i was like hey i finally did it after months of trying hey so, do a little dance it works throw your hands it up works. wave them just like you just yep. don't care <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this was last month too and i wasn't competing for first or anything crazy like a first or second like you and fire where i was just trying to hit top 10 in the usa at least once and i did it the last day so that nice. i was going through every green vault that i possibly could nice dude yeah so that definitely helped good timing for that all right how about a pro tip though how about a real pro tip for the uh, the old hands out there 
So I think that you probably have some better pro tips, but what I can tell you from my experience is whenever I get a blueprint, I get excited. I want to see what the QB looks like on my person. So I go and print it. Um, I go and print it. Last month when I was trying to shoot for that top 10 spot, I was kicking myself for not saving some of those blueprints and saving some of those leaderboard points for a big push. So uh, I'd say my pro tip is be patient. Yeah, that QB might look really, really cool, but unless it's an event like the Halloween event where we needed a certain number of pumpkin blueprints up on the leaderboards for the next phase to start, save them until we have one month where you know you're going to hunt hard and try and push for a spot. Then you print it. So that would be my pro tip. It's great advice. Um, great advice. And something I've also noticed with the auction house, it's mm -hmm. easy to get caught up in rebidding on the exact same item that you <laughs> notice someone outbid you, where you can just go to the auction house, search for the exact same item, and there's something cheaper that has the same number of clocks left on it. Like, let's say it's one day left for whatever 10,000 resin. You're in a bidding war with somebody. Sometimes maybe you just let that go and you go back to the auction house and you'll see 10,000 resin for like 20 keys cheaper. And you're like, okay, I'll just move my keys over to this one rather than sitting there and battling somebody that's adamant about that specific item. But I've got a spot for that Veriblock QB in my inventory already set up. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, man. That's super easy yeah, to get yeah, caught up in great back ideas. And forth there. Great ideas, man. Yeah. Um, but again, I can't wait to hear what you and uh, Fire have to say about your push for number one and number two spots. I can't wait to learn a bunch of good tips from both of you guys. Yeah. So, Fire, if you want to be on the Wikipod, you got to start contributing more to the Wiki, man. Get on that. <laughs> hey, and his, he just joined the team. So. <laughs> He's, uh, he's got plenty of time to contribute some really good information here. Watch. He's actually Looking done a ton. He's to actually it. done a ton of stuff and I'm just out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> In this last hour. <laughs> uh, anybody, anybody you want to shout out before we go? Got to shout out my Pennsylvania crew. K-Hag, Beats. They uh, gave me a lot of good tips, took me under their wings. We hunted together. I actually drove out to Redding and hunted with them quite a bit. Uh, one night while well, my wife was out of the city for a conference, and that was a blast. They have a good setup going on in Redding, so shout out to them. Definitely shout out to everybody in Pennsylvania that we hunted with. Um, my wife, Sarah Barra, um, Kay Hagen Beats, of course, um, Luann Platter, and I don't know how to pronounce this right, so Digum Melagum, Loren, and then everyone from the Wiki team, including, um, of course, Marlov, um, Zach, yourself, of course, Anakura for doing the map and for all the help he has contributing to the wiki and i'm sure i'm missing a lot of people but it's excellent community there's not and kivo of course he made my gritty uh my gritty, gritty. and for the great memes yeah glad we put that on kpp's uh radar during the hunter's lodge hopefully that becomes a philly nft one day that'd be so sick man you get to see the the genesis of the meme yeah. Seeing it in action, that so was I cool. Will have, that would be fantastic. 
see the whole how it, the inception of Gritty. He's a fantastic mascot. For those of you who don't know, Gritty was born out of a Philadelphia. He represents Philadelphia. He is this menacing, horrid-looking mascot that we've grown to love. He's this monster, but he's Philly's monster. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, this has been a really great conversation, man. I've had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for inviting me onto the podcast, and I look forward to the weekly coin hunt wiki pat uh, the the this, the the coin hunt world wiki podcasts. Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! And for those uh for those of you at uh, at home or out hunting or whatever you're doing, have fun and stay safe out there. Definitely. <laughs>